Hi, everyone. I'm Laura Lee Batsakis, founder and co-creator of Apollo and Artemis Beauty by Equality. And you are listening to the Business Serum Podcast, where I'll bring you stories of people who have impacted the world through their unique business experiences and how they have utilized their past and excavated their own life story to master the art of the ever-changing sales strategy, beginning with themselves. Because if you can close yourself on you, you can close yourself on anyone. Jasmine Lawrence, thank you so much for joining today on the Business Serum Podcast. It's, it's an honor to have you with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to chat with you today. I know. I'm really excited to chat with you today. So why don't you maybe, do you want to just start with giving our listeners, because um, I know that you have actually a very extensive bio, but maybe just give us a quick little overview of who you are. Sure, absolutely. So my name is Jasmine Lawrence, and I'm the founder and CEO of Eden Body Works. We make natural hair and body care products, primarily for women of color with curly hair. I founded this business based on my own need for natural products after losing most of my hair to a relaxer um, when I was only 11 years old. Uh, after attending a business camp hosted by the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship, I was inspired to make a positive impact on my community by launching a product line that could help Black women really accept their natural beauty. And, you know, over the last 17 years, the products, over 50 products have launched and we've evolved to um, do a bit more community outreach and partner with organizations across the country that not only support women in, you know, making sure that their hair and kind of beauty situation is solid, but that we also come alongside them to support them in the other aspects of their lives, such as their mental health, their physical health, mm. and, and even pursuing their own entrepreneurial journey. Uh, Outside of my background as an entrepreneur, I'm also a product manager. I've worked on a number of consumer electronic uh, products at companies like Microsoft and Facebook, and I'm now working at X, the Moonshot Factory, on the Everyday Robot Project, where we're making learning robots that will one day help people in their everyday lives. So, you know, I stay busy. You think? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what, what an amazing, beautiful mixture of science and I guess maybe nature it's like it's astonishing to me I'm always I'm always amazed by uh, women like you because it's like it's like it's like your brain is so full it's like all the different Mm -hmm. synapses are are firing off so let's talk let's start with um well I would love to learn a little bit more about everyday robot project so when you say you're helping talk a little bit more about that if you would yeah, I mean it's it's a highly confidential. So I honestly can't share much. But um, at the at the project, you know, you've probably seen sci-fi movies about robots, um, kind of helping people out and in the world. And you know, that's really our goal is to figure out, you know, how we can use this technology to you know improve people's lives. And so I'm, I'm really excited to be working on that project. It was actually a, a movie that I saw, uh, Bicentennial Man that really inspired me to get into the field of robotics at all. Seeing that, uh, seeing that movie with Robin Williams, it inspired me. And so I'm excited to actually, you know, even though I've got a successful company to be living my, my childhood dream of really trying to bring robots from science fiction to science fact. That's amazing. So at, so going in reverse, so at 11 years old, you had this horrific experience. And I mean, how at 11 years old, I mean, you're a child. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a challenge for me was that, you know, I was a pageant girl, very, very young, you know, three, four years old, um, kind of competing in these beauty 
competitions around the country. And, you know, so from a very young age, I was instilled with the idea that my physical appearance was Mm. the core of my value. And so, you know, when I'm hearing from judges that I don't fit the, you know, Eurocentric picture of beauty and that I need to bleach my skin, I need to straighten my hair because this is what it takes to win. Um, it really, really presses on you. And so after losing my hair, I really felt like I had lost a core of my identity. Um, and going through this stru- struggle helped me realize that that's not true, that I'm worth more to the world than just the way that I look, right? That there's other ways that I can contribute value and be seen uh, in, in a way that validates me, you know, outside of just the way that I look. So it was, it was traumatic, but it was definitely one of the biggest breakthroughs in my life. Yeah, I think sometimes it's sad that sometimes from trauma, we get these unbelievable inspirations, but um, it's mm-hmm. it's very impressive to hear how you took something so horrific and, you know, really just, I mean, launched it into the future with such positivity. And and I love what you're saying because, um, you know, the mission statement from for my, my brand, Apollo and Artemis, Beauty by Quality, is that beauty dwells within the soul and shines on the surface. And we're committed to the tenet that everyone is beautiful and we want to help you feel that way. And thank you. I appreciate that. Well, because I think that we're, I think, or I'd like to believe that so many of us are learning that they're really, the human connection is so important and Mm -hmm. everybody, every single individual has moments of insecurities. One of the things I always say is that like, it's learning how to embrace your perfectly imperfect self. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I'm totally with you because even within, you know, the community that my business aims to serve, there's so many different types of mm-hmm. of hair, length, texture, um, you know, even multiple curl patterns. And, and even within that, it's like, okay, maybe curly hair has been underserved and overlooked, but even mm-hmm. within that, you know, there's still a hierarchy of color, of texture, of things like that. And it's like, no, we don't have to live in this world where we're all references or all relative to each other, but em- embracing the uniqueness of who you are and helping us, you know, help like supporting people and embracing that and flourishing in that is kind of exactly what we, what we aim to do as well. I really like what you said that every, everyone is beautiful. No, yeah. way. no, and I love that. And it's, you know, and it's true because I guess we, you know, we take for granted, like, you know, cause I'm sitting here reading your bond. I'm like, wow. I never would think of that. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so, you know, here, so these natural, when you see this, what's that called? This void, it's it's amazing that you're able to then take it. So talk to me a little bit about, you see this void, you have this horrific experience because I I read in your bio that basically, if I, if I understand correctly, you kind of like took to your kitchen when yeah, little, little, little kid. That's, that's exactly right. I mean, this is like pre Google days. So I, I went to the library, I got a bunch of books. And I said, Okay, what does lavender do? What do apples do? What does peppermint oil do? Uh, and kind of took a bunch of notes in, in, in a notebook. And then, you know, used my allowance to buy oils, herbs, spices, and, and mix them and tried them on myself. I mean, at that point, I was desperate, right? I had used all the special shampoos, I you know, worn wigs and weaves and tried to hide, you know, my scalp. And I recognized that I need to stop trying to fix it, try to cover it and hide it Mm -hmm. and really focus on healing myself. Right. So Mm -hmm. taking care of moisturizing my skin, drinking water, eating the right foods that would uh, give my body the 
nutrients that it needed to, to, to self heal, right? It really ended up transforming my lifestyle and having me recognize that, you know, what I put into my body is just as important as what I put onto my body. Uh, and even my mind, the way that I was thinking, mm. sleeping, uh, moving through the world, it was just, it was, it was transformative for me. And my parents in were, were super supportive. And I think okay. it was one, because they're really great parents, but also because of the air of desperation, right? That I was fighting to discover, rediscover my self-worth. And, and they saw that and they wanted to say, you can create whoever you want to be. And, and we got your back. Yeah. I mean, that's amazing. First of all, you, you really are blessed that you've had that you had that support system. Absolutely. Do you, yeah. Do you, cause I was going to ask you like, who helped you with this? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I envision like, did you have a grandma or an aunt that was around and it was like, Oh, Jasmine, yes. Try this, try that. Or was um, it just, I wish, I wish. <laughs> I mean, I was definitely, I definitely always been pretty independent uh, for me, you know, one of the things I will say that contributed was I watched a lot of PBS. I watched a lot of uh, science shows for kids like Zoom is one of my favorites, yes. Cyber Chase. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, they're always talking about trying new things and experimenting. And, you know, and when I was in school, we had science fairs every year. So to me, I was basically my guinea pig. I was my experiment. I said, okay, I if what did this to me was chemicals, to your point, you know, chemicals are all throughout nature. I want to figure out what nature has to offer. Uh, and even my faith background kind of um, influenced me as well. And, you know, that's why the company is called Eden Body Works, right? Because the Garden of Eden was supposed to have everything that, you know, humans needed. And so that was really my inspiration to say, okay, what can, you know, our food is from the earth and the plants and the animals. Why can't our hair uh, and body care products uh, come from that origin as well. It, and it was also, I'll lastly say, just a sense of wanting control, right? Of being able to know what was in there and what it would do to me, you know, if I chose to do it because of how out of control I felt with not just the definition of how I was supposed right. to look, uh, but the tools and products that were accessible to me uh, to get there. That's amazing. I love that. I'm like listening. I, I wish you could see my face because I love that. And I love you telling us the story of the name. I, I love learning that. Oh, that's so beautiful. So, okay. So I have to ask, okay, so now, but how does it go from, you know, 11 year olds to, I mean, to now, I mean, how does it get to the next level? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a great question. It has truly been a whirlwind. I think mm-hmm. every founder's journey is different, but for me, I went you know, selling door to door in my neighborhood, very much Mary Kay style. Uh, I went, um, you know, I had my parents drop me off at um, different beauty supply stores. And I would literally just go up to the manager and be like, Hey, I've got six cases of this hair oil. And, uh, you know, I'll sell it to you for this. Or, you know what, actually, I would go to the salons and say, Hey, here's the product. Here's my suggested retail price. I'm just going to leave this here with you. You could try it on your customers. You can sell it to your customers and, you know, I'll be back in two weeks and you can just pay me for whatever you've used or, or whatever you've sold. Really asking people to, to take a risk on me. Um, but I would say one of the, you know, pivotal moments was that I was at a, an entrepreneur, a youth entrepreneur conference that was hosted by Black Enterprise Magazine. And, you know, I was competing for, um, for like a grant, you know, and someone mm-hmm. from Walmart just happened to be in the uh in the audience listening to the pitches and you know at at that time it was uh, early 2000s they 
were open and willing to expanding what at the time they called their like multicultural segment. <laughs> and so after hearing my story and hearing my pitch, they were like, hey, we'd love to fly you down to Bentonville and have you pitch to the team and see if you you know have what it takes to enter retail. It wasn't even something I was actively pursuing. You know, I was just oh out gosh. there telling my story trying to win enough money to launch a website so that we could reach more people and I could stop having to go, you know, door to door and selling at my, selling the product at my church. I mean, you, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like it was anointed. I mean, that's amazing. (laughs) I mean, I I definitely believe like opportunity and, and favor and blessing were on my side. And I kind of matched that with um, persistence and, and resilience and trying to, like you said, lean on, communities that supported me. So going back to the biz camp that I went to that inspired me, hey, you know, yeah, businesses can make you a lot of money, but they can also have a positive impact in your community. And just thinking of like, I know why I'm doing this. I know who I'm doing this for and how I want to listen to and serve them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Going back to that community, it was the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship. They said, hey, it looks like you're still running your business from camp. Uh, We're piloting an incubator program and we'd love to offer you pro bono legal and financial services and consulting to help you refine and and develop (laughs) your business plan. And at 13, I was like, yes, because I I have two weeks at NYU is not an MBA, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, And so having having access to that expertise of people who donated their time to to pour into me, that was, it was transformational. Uh, And I, you know, I did the homework, I did my research, I brought these are my ideas, these these Mm -hmm. are my numbers, these are my projections, Um, you know, help fill in the gaps in my knowledge. But I I really accepted that as a leader of this organization, um, you know, I would, I would, I would do and go and, you know, figure out what to do to be successful. That's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. And, you know, I think the word that you used is resilience. I think that when you're an entrepreneur, resilience is so important. So how, what would be your recommendation to people out there listening who, frankly, there are days when I, you know, when you don't feel very resilient, how would you, yeah, you know, yeah go ahead. That's a great question. And, and I really appreciate it because uh, over the years, it, it has changed for me depending on kind of the, the season that you're in. But when I think back to my earlier days, I really anchored myself on, am I doing what I set out to do? And how do I validate, am I like that I'm, that I'm successful? And obviously like the most blatant thing is like, okay, well, are the sales moving? Are those, are the numbers going, you know, up into the right on the charts? Um, But that never really resonated with me. Right. Because at the time I was living with my parents. And so it's Mm -hmm. not like this was the finances were make or break for me. Right. My mom was still I was still living with my mom and, you know, she was providing all the groceries and, you know, it wasn't like, Oh, if I don't sell this shampoo, I'm not going to eat. It wasn't that type of critical financial thing for me. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, how do people feel? Are they feeling differently about themselves? Are their needs for their specific type of hair or skin actually being met? And so for me, it was customer service emails or reviews on the website that we eventually launched. And I clipped some of those and, and kept them in a folder. And on those days where I was feeling like, this isn't moving fast enough, or do I still want to do this? Or would I rather do mm-hmm. all the things a regular teenager is doing? I would read those stories about how people were seeing, feeling seen about how this specific formula was great for them, or they'd love to see this, or you know, ideas that they had for the future. And I just felt like I have an obligation to serve them. That's why I got into this, and um, and this is what I want for myself anyway. So that in the beginning was really grounding for me, right? Along with the the mission of the company. And now today 
I feel like, I feel like I'm giving a lot all the Mm -hmm. time and I have to recognize that I have to also rest as hard Mm -hmm. as I work. Um, So it's not like I have a lack of motivation. I'm I'm probably, if anything, overstimulated and overinvested and, you know, at times sacrificing my body and mind to get these things done for the community that I'm trying to serve. And so my, the way that I remain resilient is by, yeah, resting as hard as I work, right. Taking those vacations, taking those breaks, saying Mm -hmm. those emails can wait, those meetings can wait, these opportunities Mm -hmm. can wait because I need to make sure I'm okay. So I have enough to continue to give. Yeah. It's so true because I think sometimes, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you, you know, you feel guilty if you want to like lay down in the middle of the day for 20 minutes, to, you know, to recharge, but there's just times it's like, especially now, you know, with everything being internet-based, you know, mm-hmm. the schedule could be crazy. You could on some days, you know, be doing zoom until 10 o'clock your time or, yep. you know, waking up early to do X, Y, and Z. So it's, you know, learning, you know, I guess what's the flexibility I think is, is mm-hmm. also very, very important. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, can what kind of products do you have? Can you talk a little bit about that and how you choose your ingredients? Absolutely. Yeah. So we have a number of collections, I want to say seven or eight available on our website and across retailers nationwide and increasingly internationally uh, across. And so a lot of the lines are focused on kind of what hair concern or what skin concern can we can we support you in? So is it breakage? Is it uh, dry scalp, itchy scalp? Is it, you know, you need something to help you style and maintain or deal with split ends? And so um, here's an example, like it's my favorite uh, shampoo that we have. So we have a whole peppermint and tea tree line mm-hmm. and the lines are named after the core ingredients because we're not only trying to serve you with the products, we're trying to also promote education, right? of mm-hmm. the benefits, of the values. And so if you check out our website, you'll see information about, hey, this is why we chose coconut oil or this is why we chose aloe. aloe. Um, uh, and so, yeah, it's a, it's a great antifungal. So for athletes or swimmers or, you know, people who use a, a, like a lot of product, this is going to be a very clarifying and cleansing, you know, shampoo and whole set for you. And even the, the, the hair oil and the leave-in conditioner are going to bring those properties to you. And then, you know, on another end of the spectrum, uh, our new lavender aloe line, which just launched in October of this year, is, is I would say, it, it kind of was developed in a, in, a, in, a, in a different mindset where I thought, you know, what, what would be a useful um, addition to our community? What are people saying that they want more and need more of in their lives? And we thought about two things. We thought about rest mm-hmm. and we thought about growth. We're like, okay, how can we simultaneously give you rest, but also give you growth? And you and I were just talking about this with resilience, right? If you're not, mm-hmm. if you if you don't rest, you're not gonna have the you're not gonna have the opportunity to step into those those chances that allow you to grow. And so that that line, lavender aloe, lavender is soothing, it's relaxing, it promotes rest, it promotes sleep, and then aloe promotes growth and healing and reduces breakage for your hair. And so putting those together into a line where we talk about, hey what are you doing for you? You know, is mm. taking care of yourself or your hair a burden? What if we made this a luxury experience that was about you loving yourself and taking time out of the day to treat and pamper yourself? Um, you know, and that's kind of how the line comes came together. And, and many of our other product lines, coconut, shea, um, uh, citrus fusion, hibiscus, honey, papaya, castor, have that same origin of 
you know, here are some core ingredients that, you know, we want to communicate to you the benefits of. And then also we want to have a conversation with you about some aspect of your life, whether it's traveling and getting out there and seeing the world and broadening your perspective, mm-hmm. or, you know, whether it's uh, not just healing the breakage of your split ends, but the breakage of past trauma that you might've mm-hmm. experienced in your life and engaging in therapy. So there's so much conversation and connection like you said earlier human connection we can have mm-hmm. through creating products that serve people and meet the needs that you know that we're listening to as they express to us well absolutely and and it's and becoming a whole person right mentally physically emotionally exactly. and spiritually exactly. yeah mm-hmm. and i i think that your brand really encompasses all of that i love that so i mean you know i know that you are serving a very specific community but it sounds to me like these products can really be used by anybody. Is that a poor assumption? No, no, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And, 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 you know, definitely lots of different people, men, women, children, so many different uh, people around the world are using these products. For me, it's, it's, it's important to specifically speak to the black community um, and, and to be focused with our voice, not exclusionary, right. But to say, Hey, we see you and your specific needs. We know that hair is hair and skin is skin. And and generally there's a lot of commonalities, but where there are differences, we want them to feel seen, supported and heard, right. We want to be Mm. able to, um, kind of keep their thoughts and issues and perspectives, uh, as black women, uh, just front and center, because there aren't, (laughs) that's just not how things have traditionally been right um you know you've probably gone into a major retailer and you know seen that even the the products that are targeted towards this market are relegated to um you know a three six foot small bottom of the shelf kind of afterthought kind of representation in retail and um and I just don't want them to feel that way when, when we come to them and say, you know, you deserve this. So whether you're getting it at a retailer or a subscription box or directly from our website or getting it in your weekly shipments from Amazon, like we want you to feel loved and seen. Uh, we want the models and the diversity of the models to reflect you at whatever age, length and texture you might be at. Um, we want to join in on uh, trends that are relevant to the culture, you know, mm. uh, and use uh, language in our mm. marketing and our communications that is relevant to the culture that just resonates with you uh, because of the way that you grew up in the community that you're enriched in. But yeah, in terms of some of our messages of investing in yourself and caring for yourself and the education about the ingredients and, and all of this goodness that people should know, absolutely. I'd love to spread that far and wide. I love that. I love that. I feel like we have a lot of similarities in our brands and our messaging. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I think that there is no shortage of that. You know, I think that the more people that get into this circle and these businesses where we really, you know, like I said, human connection and help people feel, and, you know, one of my, one of our taglines is explore the God and goddess within. So, Ooh. you know, really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, because, yeah, thank you. So I, I love that. So tell me what's next for you um, be, as we begin to wind down here. What's ne- what's next for Jasmine? Yeah. Uh, so from the entrepreneurial side, we always go through cycles of listening and doing. And so mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to ramp that up again post holiday. Um, like I mentioned before, we're in the middle of international expansion. And so really understanding what is it like to serve the 
entire diaspora across the country, right? We've seen, um, you know, black women in Switzerland and mm. in the UAE using it. And, you know, there's different, um, there's different environments, there's different um, humidities, there's so many um, differences around the world. So definitely leaning into and learning more about what does it mean to be a black woman globally? Uh, what are the issues and challenges mm. and hair concerns that exist? Um, and maybe there's similarities, maybe there's not, right? Um, and so, yeah, going through this mode of listening so that we can come forward in 2022, um, continuing to serve um, mm -hmm. these, these communities effectively and not just propagate, hey, this is what works in America, so it's probably going to work for you. Right. Uh, yeah. that's, that's, a, that's a big effort from both the product development and marketing side. Uh, and then on the robots, <laughs> robots side, uh, just continuing to, you know, I joined my team during the pandemic and I'm hoping that in the, in the coming months we'll return to office. And I really think that's going to catalyze a lot of um, exploration and ideas as I start working, you know, in person, hopefully with my coworkers. So as an introvert, it's going to be quite a transition for me. Yes, I'm sure. But, <laughs> but it's going to be good for everybody because, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you have, you know, you, you do, you have very beautiful energy. So I'm sure it's going to be good Thank for you. everybody. Oh, you're welcome. I do, I do miss that. But yeah, that those are, those are the career wise. And then probably in my personal life uh, and a couple of weeks, I think I mentioned to you earlier, I'm, I'm going to Antarctica. That's incredible. Uh, <laughs> uh, hopefully to do a lot of thinking, a lot of writing and uh, yeah, kind of dive more into my creative side. So we'll, we'll see what comes out of that, but I'm really looking forward to getting way out of my comfort zone with yeah. that trip. Well, I think that's amazing. You're brave. Where can people find out more information about you and your products and robots? Yeah, you, can, <laughs> you can find uh, my company at Eden Body Works across all of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and at EdenBodyWorks.com. For me, I'm on social media as Eden's Jasmine, E-D-E-N-S Jasmine with an S and an E at the end. And at JasmineArts.com, feel free to reach out if you have thoughts or ideas or Otherwise, you want to connect. So thanks for I having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us. I love it. Thank you, everyone, for joining us today. And thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please remember to subscribe and leave a review. If you want to learn more about the business serum or me, follow me at Laura Lee Batsakis. You can also find me on the World Wide Web at www.lauraleebatsakis.com. Thank you so much and continue closing yourself on you.